What if you could see into the mind of your therapist? In this podcast, Dana and Beth will let you in to see the inner workings of two therapist minds. Listen to this week's episode, sit back and relax and get your coping skills turned all the way on with the mind grind. Disclaimer, this is not therapy and not a therapy substitute. It's important to remember that we're speaking in generalizations, hoping that this content is relatable and helpful. Please check Psychology Today and check your insurance card for your nearest mental health provider for individualized support. Hi, guys. Hey. And welcome back to The Mind Grind. So it's been a hot minute. You know, it's been, I think for a lot of us, a really hard end of the year and into the new year. COVID is still here. Omicron was definitely a thing on the East Coast and pretty much everywhere. And I think it's all, it's taking all of us a minute to kind of come around to what do I want to do with my life and what, you know, resolutions and goal setting. It just kind of feels like we, like, like last year's kind of clumped into this year already. Yeah. But this really offered us a chance to think about, well, what do we want to do? What do we want to talk about today? And the, the thing that we really kind of stood with is like, we were thinking goal setting. We were like, nah, like that didn't sit right. So we were thinking the idea is like, how do people face their discomfort and fear? And how do we do things? Like, how do we change our lives? Right on, Beth. Right on. Right on. on. <laughs> Hopefully this is a topic that's relevant to you guys. Too. Yeah. So let's get into it, Beth. What is fear? Yeah. So I think an acronym of, I've always liked is fear is false evidence appearing real. Right. And fear. Is- wow. I've never heard that. You never heard I that? Love. False, love. I'm false, taking notes. <laughs> false evidence appearing real. And, and generally speaking, there is real reason that we, we have fear, right? Like if I am running and I see something alarming while I'm running by myself. Like it's a- appropriate that if, you know, I might have fear in, in my body and that proposed tells me to like have some adrenaline and get out of a situation that doesn't feel right. Yeah. So I think that's important to state for sure. But a lot of times we're getting fearful about things that are not necessary for us to be running from, right? Like the normal reaction to fear is we fight, we flee, or we like freeze, we shut down. And like, that's, not really productive in a lot of life and oftentimes it keeps us really small it keeps us living life in the container and in a vacuum rather than facing life full on yeah anything you want to say about fear yeah i mean i i think going off of what you just said you know it's important to recognize that fear is a feeling and so it is valid and if you're feeling that that's okay, right? Fear is not bad, but rather it's kind of a message to let us know that something is coming up. And so sometimes, right, there is a difference, like you're talking about, between perceived fear yes. and, and real fear. Um, and that kind of goes back to like caveman era, right? Which maybe we've gotten into in other podcasts, but yeah, our, our body, you know, has adapted to feel this emotion for a reason, right? There's a reason and it, it can protect us and keep us safe and keep us alive, really. That's, that's really what this caveman brain goes back to, right? Survival mode. However, over time, a lot of times, you know, our body or our brain gets tricked and perceived fear or threat is not actual real threat. 
And that's kind of what you're talking about, um, which yes, can definitely, definitely hold us back and not allow us to kind of move forward or really work through some of our fears, which are holding us back. Right. Like, and I, I, just to give people examples of this, like the kind of fears we're talking about is like the fear of, you know, falling in love, the fear of making friends, the fear of putting yourself out there in new experiences because you're going to be bad at something. Those things, it's not that you're, it's wrong to be afraid of them because they're, of course we're afraid because there's a high stakesness feeling to it. Like if I, you know, embarrass myself, maybe none of this is going to happen at all. But like, if we're living in avoidance, which a lot of us do, which a lot of people turn to, then we don't get the benefit of like doing the thing in the first place. We don't get the benefit of potentially what could happen. So we have this idea here that like staying still feels safe, right? Staying in your environment feels safe, but it doesn't really produce results. Yeah. A great quote that I love that I bring into a lot of my sessions is a comfort zone is a nice place to live, but nothing ever grows there. And so I really like that description because I can picture almost like a flower, right? Or just something and, and it's not blossoming or it's not allowing its wings to really fly almost. It's like, yeah, we can get used to staying in this space and, you know, like keeping the petals we have, but maybe if we stepped out of that space, we would see more, there would be more petals or more wings, or I don't know, you know, that's the visual that kind of comes into my brain. Your garden, a beautiful garden, rather than like a handful of plants that are barely hanging on. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you say are some of the consequences of staying stuck in a comfort zone or just staying stuck? Yeah. I think a lot of times this happens actually with aging. You hear about stereotypes where, you know, like, oh, like, well, you know, when people get older, they don't want to change their mind. They get kind of stuck in their ways. Um, you know, and that happens because people get really comfortable and they, they find things that quote unquote work for them. But they also, you can do that and your life can get really, like I said earlier, like it can get really small. So yeah, you could feel really comfortable just staying in your apartment all the time and just hanging out with yourself and your cats and your dogs and, and that's fine. But like, you don't then get a chance of meeting new people and making new relationships. And sometimes with more of like a closed in life, it can also come with a closed mindedness. So when you're, when you're not putting yourself out there, you're not going to have the opportunities to also like learn new things and, and adapt in different ways because we're social creatures and we need social learning. And so like, if you're limiting that in great proportions of your life, like you probably are going to feel a little bit like kind of trapped within yourself. How about for you? Like, what do you think of? I think there's definitely a lot of consequences of staying stuck. I think that it also can feed into our self-esteem. If we're not trying new things or putting ourselves out there, not allowing ourselves to develop healthier or new beliefs about ourselves. And so we're staying in that same space in regards to our confidence and our self-esteem or our relationship to ourselves. And so it's almost like we're creating this narrative and we're feeding it information that is false, like you brought up from that acronym. Um, but we then believe it because that's our new evidence. It's like, well, I'm, you know, I continue to do this, right? And so this is evidence that I have. And it's like, well, maybe we can take steps outside of that space. And we can learn about ourselves, right? And that's a huge part too, is I think that if we're staying stuck, 
we're not giving ourselves the opportunity to learn about ourselves and to give ourselves opportunity to show ourselves what we are capable of. And yeah, I think like that's how we learn about ourselves is through experience. And so even if it's really a scary experience or, you know, an uncomfortable experience, we're still able to learn about ourselves and we're still able to gain evidence that, wow, like I'm capable of working through a tough situation or a really scary situation. And so that in turn makes me feel better about myself, right? It's like, oh shit, I can do this. Yeah. I'm as you're talking, like I'm thinking about just like, you know, I'm thinking about a couple of things. I'm thinking about, I made a friend, a really good friend in the last like two years of my life, actually over COVID ironically. Uh, I thought you were talking about me. Well, actually you too. I made you, I made, I mean, I've only met you in the last three, four years. Right. And which is crazy. I think it's been like five now because COVID has been going on for like three years. Okay. Fair. But you know, I think about, that's true. I think about, you know, how even, you know, I'm not, a spring chicken in some ways, you know, I'm getting older and like, I'm still making new friends. I'm still adapting. And I have a friend who says, you never know what can happen in a year. A lot can happen in a year. And, and I think about yeah. that and how, like, you know, I've had a couple of friends who just moved this past year and have been making new friends and setting roots in new cities and new towns and really being brave and really doing new things. And it's always, it's those, those friends that are really so brave in that way are good examples to me or people who get married and start families and start having kids or puppies or whatever. Like, you know, there are so many ways that we can expand and there's a mentality and there's a little bit of, you know, yes, your fears are real and your traumas are real. And I want to say that your traumas are real. The things that are getting in the way of you expanding, they are real to you. Like, and, and that's yeah. where a therapist is important because we can help you know, help you figure out like, is this your trauma talking or is this like an actual reasonable fear? Yeah. Like going off of that. I, and I don't think we touched on it, um, but I think it, it flows right into it. It's like, why do people stay stuck? Right. Like why does this happen? Cause I think it's not something that people want to do, right. They're not like intentionally choosing this. There's actual reasons fears, right? Or situations or experiences that lead people to staying stuck. And I think you brought up one of these, or or maybe when you were talking, it came up in my head. It's like these these limiting beliefs that we have about ourselves, right? Like you said, well, so much can happen in a year. And that's like a very optimistic, you know, awesome, healthy, positive thought. It's like, yeah, like what, Mm -hmm. what can happen? But then there's other people who would say, you know, well, I don't believe that I can do much in a year or based on, you know, my life over the past two years, I don't have any evidence to prove that like this could be different. Right. So I think, you know, going off of that, like what are reasons that you would say people stay stuck? I mean, yeah, no, I love that we're going into this because I do think like, you know, I think about probably a common example, a lot of people can relate to is like maybe at some point in your youth, you had an awkward, you know, growth spurt or maybe just like and you had a hard time relating to someone or or your teacher called on you but you didn't know the answer most of us have an embarrassing uh memory or experience like you you can't get through like your youth totally unscathed of like something kind of embarrassing and raw happening right yeah and so you know these we we you know we were learning about this a lot this weekend in a training we were in that like yeah like and remembering you know this information that like a lot of us have these unprocessed memories that really affect us and they get kind of trapped and they get stuck and 
And we can process those. You can go to a therapist and get some really good work done and learn how to not be as stuck and get tools to face life. But, you know, there's not a choice and there is a choice, right? There, there's, a, there's a reality that your experiences are narrowing, you know, if they've been hard and traumatic and unprocessed, like I can feel like your walls are closing in a bit and you have choice in that you can take an invitation in life to challenge yourself and, and start doing things that, that show you, give you data that life doesn't have to always be that way. And this is where yeah. going to that, you know, open mic night and like learning to sing in front of people or like taking a chance and going out to dinner with a new friend because you want to get to know this person and are yeah friends. like these are things that we can do yeah but I, I do think that you're leading into something that's really important that we wanted to touch on next which is like what are the benefits right, right of facing our fears, right? So what are the benefits of putting yourself out there and going to an open mic night? Or what are the benefits of, you know, reaching out to a new friend? Like what, what would you say are some of these benefits? So the more we do something and get new data that like, this wasn't that scary, this wasn't that hard, like maybe it was uncomfortable and it didn't feel great, but it wasn't terrible. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Your brain is creating new connections. It's, it's the gift of the brains. We've talked about this in other podcasts it's called neuroplasticity and your brain is rewiring all these experiences. So if you think, oh my God, I could not go on an online dating website and ever meet someone, you know, I'm just going to be alone for forever. But then like your, your friends challenge you and your cousins challenge you and you're like, fine, your therapist is challenging. You're like, I'll, I'll give it a chance. And you have a good experience and you do it two, three more times. And you keep your brain starts collecting new information of like, you're actually pretty good at this. Or like, this isn't like what you thought it was. Right. And that is so important because it means that the brain can help you to grow and for you to, see things differently than you saw them. So like, you're not stuck, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think, yeah, it's important that we do make decisions in life that feel also safe to us. Like, by no way are we, you know, condoning that you go out there and, you know, become an alpinist today and start, you know, going to Mount Everest without any preparation and just like do all these crazy things without hard thing, hard and challenging things without any preparation or balance, but like- What could be something on a smaller scale something even in your current safe space that would feel a bit more challenging or, or fearful, right? Yes, what would it be yes. to bring up a certain type of conversation or even expression of feelings, right? If that's not something that you're used to doing, this gets back to why people stay stuck is because if you learn that this is how you do it and, and this is the way that we do it. And so anything different, right? That is, you know, there's a potential that like I'll be, judged or I'll be isolated or, you know, I won't be seen in the same way that I once was, right? Like, well, then why would I do different? Why would I challenge myself or bring up difficult things if I don't feel supported? So yeah, safety is super important, but are there different ways rather than staying in this space that is also holding you back? So what are the ways to challenge ourselves? We kind of got into it a bit. Um, you were talking about like doing these things like reaching out or going out of, you know, your comfort zone. I guess the first question is like, how do you know how to challenge yourself if you don't even know what your comfort zone looks like? So maybe that's a question. Oh, dang. For you personally, not to put you on the spot, but kind of to put you on the spot. Like, 
What's your comfort zone? Mm. How would you describe that? Oh man. Yeah. Should I, mean, I get my popcorn? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I do think that there's a comfort zone in, especially with COVID right now, staying indoors, you know, especially in the winter, being inside and in kind of my own bubble. Um, you know, seeing, just seeing the same people, talking to the same people that I always do, not really, yeah, not challenging. I mean, I'm, you know, challenging myself, but there's definitely a sense of it feels, what feels predictable feels nice, right? Mm -hmm. So not too much uncertainty? Yeah, not too much uncertainty. Um, And it feels really hard you know, even for myself to like step out of the things that I'm comfortable doing and, you know, face something new, you know, Dana and I will talk, I guess, more about this in a moment, but like we, you know, both had to face something a little bit outside of our normal schedule recently. Um, And it's, you know, even with relationships, like I would say in the last couple of weeks, I've been challenging you know, the way I normally do relationships a bit. And that's been hard. It's been uncomfortable. And of course, if there's a part of me, it's like, eh, you know, can I go back and just magic wand it and like pretend like it didn't happen. But like, it's an unfortunate reality as part of my growth too. That like, yeah, yeah. If you continue to do the same things that you're doing over and over again, and you expect different results, right? Like, right. Well, that's right. That's the Albert Einstein saying, insanity is expecting doing the same thing and expecting different results. And I think that that's, it's not an option, you know, it's not an option. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Step into that power girl. For you. Like, how would you answer that? (laughs) I mean, I think for me, I have been thinking about the things that I am fearful of. And so like this, you know, kind of going into, to what Beth was talking about, I'm just going to say it because I feel like, we're like we did this thing and we stepped outside of our comfort zone but you guys can't know what that is until later um but yeah we did an emdr training it was pretty intense it the whole entire training is a 40-hour training with 10 hours of consultation so it's a lot of time and energy and it's really a whole new uh type of therapy that beth and i have not previously been practicing because we were not trained in it but it's very different. And during that training, we had an opportunity to also kind of identify some of our own fears or uh, discomforts in the present and use EMDR therapy to kind of like break that down a bit more and, and, you know, yeah, go deeper into that. And maybe we'll do a whole entire episode on EMDR. We're not going to get too into it and what it is today because, you know, that's, that's not for today. Um, but what I can say is that during that training, a lot of the fears that I identified as present relate to, let's say even like today, right? It's granted, I imagine there's a lot of people who don't want to drive in the snow, but for me, like that's really scary. The idea of like driving to places that I don't know or or really long distances, um, or really bad weather, Like that's definitely out of my comfort zone. And I think it's a result of like what I've learned and my uh, environment growing up and what people say and fear that's been instilled in me from other people in my life, which is another kind of interesting component to this whole thing is that 
a lot of our fears can develop from people that we're close to and, and their fears and that can project onto us. And so I think it's super important for me to kind of parse that out and really explore that because wait, going back to that false evidence, it's like, do I actually have evidence to believe that this is scary or is this experience from somebody else that now I'm believing to be true or, you know, taking on as my own and developing different beliefs about the situation. Um, So I think for me, like comfort zone is just doing things that I've been taught or, you know, kind of like living in other people's comfort zones. And therefore that's kind of developed and created my own comfort zone and recognizing that wait, like that might not actually be what my comfort zone is. And I think that with different areas of our life, like we talked about, whether it's relationships or social life or professional life, job stuff, right? We have different levels of comfort. And again, it stems back to our experiences, which, you know, if you want to talk about a bit more with EMDR, like you can, because I think maybe that could be helpful or important. Yeah. I mean, what I'll, what I'll say for myself is like, you know, I have some for sure rational fears that, you know, when taken back, they definitely stem all the way back to my childhood and my youth and definitely some memories that got kind of stuck and um, resulted in things like I don't, I don't enjoy reading in front of people. I've gotten very good at compensating with that. I (laughs) have learned the art of memorization. And so I don't have to read. I didn't even know that this was a fear of Beth's until last weekend. Yeah, this is something that um, I because I've compensated, right? Like, and I think people who grow up with irrational fears or things that are really hard to do, that's what we do, right? We com- we compensate, we find a way or we find a way to avoid. And so the idea of being in like, you know, I always liked writing, but the idea of being in a literary group where I like, I'd have to read my writings in front of people, that scared the shit out of me. Never could imagine doing it. I wrote, I've written spoken words over the years. I could never imagine reading a spoken word. That just... You know, and these are things, and I'm a smart person, like relatively smart. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm social, I'm capable. I have a master's degree, I have a license. Like I, I, you know, it's not like this doesn't just, this doesn't happen because the person is dumb. This happens because a person has a trauma, right? Like something is, yeah. stuck, something's gotten in the way. And yeah, for me too, it was, I was able to do some processing of that in the training this weekend and even talking about in the training or talking about now, like, you know, it's a little bit of an elevated experience because it's, it's still uncomfortable talking about, right? Like it's, it's hard for me to imagine that this is even true. Right. But it is true. It's my reality. Yeah. And, um, kind of, you were saying this before, it's like just owning it and just admitting it, I think is really helpful. But yeah, for a long time, the narrative was like, something's kind of wrong with me. If I have to like, if, if I can't just read in front of people, like there's something weird about that. And um, yeah, I think, I, you know, I have a little more understanding from this weekend and some, some of my own work around it that like, okay, I had internalized other people's perfectionism. I had internalized that like, I wasn't allowed to make a mistake. And, you know, I have a little bit more understanding that that's um that's not mine to carry a little yeah. bit distancing from that and just kind of like you know it's kind of weird to be so caught in that but like if when you're caught in it you're caught in it you're you're like yeah. you are you know you are and you, like you're, with the driving it's like you know you can do it like on a logical level like you know that there's people who are afraid of the dark like you know you can go in the room that's dark for two seconds and grab the thing that you need to grab but like when that fear feels so real it feels like it closes in on you Yeah. And just something that I want to point out is that like your fear is valid, right? And as is mine, like I'm allowed to feel 
scared. And there are aspects of driving that like, I think most of us can agree, like, yeah, can be scary, right? Like there's things that can happen or that have happened, right? That are really horrible and upsetting and scary. However, it's recognizing that if it's impacting us in the present, right? And it's feeling distressing in the present and it's impacting our ability to do these things, even if they're simple things, like just driving 10 minutes away. If that fear is impacting my life, then maybe it's something that we really need to confront. And I think that you just said, right? Like being honest about our fears is so relieving, Mm. right? It's like, wait, I'm allowed to feel this. It doesn't mean that it's always rational or that I'm going to feel this way forever, but I'm allowed to feel scared. And if I'm able to explore that further and then I can work through it. But if we're not honest about what we're fearful of, where, where do we go with that? I think this is a great opportunity for us to just kind of do a little like where to start, like what to do if like you're not sure what to do next. If this is like a really, if this is really resonating with you. And I think this topic of facing fear and discomfort really does resonate with all of us because we're constantly, you know, we're, we're not static beings. We're constantly fluid and evolving. Um, but if you're not sure where to start and this is really resonating with you, I think, you know, you can't just making this simple, like owning it, acknowledging it, saying it out loud, talking to someone, right? That's kind of one of the early steps. I want to just advocate that like, if you don't have a therapist to help you work through this stuff, therapists do a great job of being a sounding board, right? We're a safe space to talk about these things and normalize it. And so you're not, you don't feel so like, am I so weird for having this? We do CBT, we help you reframe those thoughts. And then we can also do different therapists do exposure therapy. So like, I won't get into all of that now, but like, that's a technique for helping you start keeping data and gathering data when you face hard things. And that will change how you perceive the thing that you're afraid of over time. So like, that's a really cool thing to do as well. And what would you say, Dana, or other things that we can do? Yeah. I mean, I think that the biggest thing that I'm the biggest advocate for like honesty, and I know that sounds so simple and maybe a bit silly, but like, I really think that when we're honest with ourselves and we can be honest with somebody else, right? Like our therapist or our partner or our friends or our family member, if we can admit really is the first step to healing. If we can admit that this is something that we're going through or we're experiencing, I think that we're able to then utilize our support network a lot differently and really start to, to ha- gather the tools that we need. And, you know, I think that for a lot of people, it can feel really overwhelming to think about maybe that end result or that goal. For example, with my fear, if I'm like, oh, well, like I need to drive five hours away in the winter storm to believe that I'm a confident and, and capable driver, that feels terrifying. In fact, like I don't <laughs> know if I'll, I ever want to do that ever in my life or if that's safe. Um, but I think that instead of thinking about and looking at that end goal, if we're able to just focus on what's one step, right? What's one step that I can take that feels, it's kind of like exposure, I guess, but it's just like, what is this one step that I can do to work towards this goal? Even if it's not even getting in the car, it's just talking to somebody and saying, hey, like I'm really afraid of this. Because I think that when we hold things in, it feels even more scary. And that fear grows and it, you know, 
creates more avoidance or more discomfort and insecurity and, and low self-esteem and more negative thoughts about ourselves. And so, yeah, I think if we can, rather than like, I'm picturing right now, like a, a castle on a hill and it's like this path upwards and it's like, we don't need to get to the castle tomorrow, but if we're taking one step, we're one step closer to the castle. So mm-hmm. it's like, what are these small steps that we can take? Cause we need those steps to get there. Yes. Like there's a, a long path. Got to take steps forward. And so what can one of these steps be? Baby um, steps. Yeah. And, and again, if you're struggling to kind of understand or think about in a actionable way, like it's a great opportunity to start this conversation with somebody. Yeah. yeah. And I think something that Dana and I can both attest to, cause we've been in the industry of, you know, being with people's fears for a long time is that like there is on the other side of our discomfort, you know, more expansive versions of ourselves. You know, I've watched people grow in ways that are amazing and, you know, connections that they've made and things that they're doing or, you know, decisions that they've made that like the person I met with initially would never have thought that they could do. And all in an effort to live more honestly and authentically in their life. Right. Not, not my, not my agenda, their agenda, right. They're coming in and saying, I'm held back and we're getting to what is, holding you back? What it is it? What is it that you want to be doing that you're not doing and watching them grow. And it's, it's so exciting. So like, we yeah, just want to like, like smiling while you're talking. Cause it's like, I feel that yeah. like inspiration and that power of just seeing people see different versions of themselves that maybe yes. at one point they didn't believe was they possible. could be right. Or yeah, it was possible. And, you know, again, I, I think that they're so there is so much on the other side and there's so much opportunity to learn about ourselves. However, we have to give ourselves that opportunity. And you, you know? don't have to know what it looks like. You don't have to know what it looks like. As Dana was saying, it's just taking those like little step towards change and getting some accountability too, right? The support system you're talking about or yeah. going to therapy. It's like that accountability is going to go a long way. Saying it out loud, writing it in your journal, right? Like saying like, I'm going to start, you know, reaching out more. I'm going to start showing up for people more. Like just those little changes do so much. Yeah. And I'm thinking, you know, my last, my last analogy that I'm going to share, because I do, I, I really think it's helpful. I love it. You know, if we still maybe don't believe that it is possible or that, you know, it just feels difficult. It's like imagining a video game or imagining like Super Mario. And it's like, you complete a level to get to the next level and you could, you know, be the best at level three, right? And you just keep doing it over and over again because you just want to win every time. And it's like, great, you win every time, but there's a level four and there's a level five and it's like, go check it out. You know, it's different. And yeah, maybe you won't pass it in the first time because it's really hard, but like you can get there. Yeah. You know, and, and evidence that you beat level three is evidence that you can, you can handle level four and you, mm-hmm. there, that there is that version of yourself out there that can be different. It's just, you know, yeah, believing that it's possible. And we're already in the game anyway, so we might as well play. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, sticking with that analogy, it's like we're already in the game. Like you're already leveling up at some point in your life. You've already leveled up. You have. 
Yeah. You, know, you went, you got through grade school. Okay. You leveled up. You got through, you know, your puberty. Okay. You love her. Like all of us are leveling up anyway. Yeah. You, yeah. As you well. made it through today. You made it through today. You made it through Level up. You made it through the Level pandemic. Up. <laughs> yeah. Thus far. I mean, seriously, it's so yeah. true. It's like you have leveled up. You've, yeah. If you take the time. Yeah. You can identify ways that you have grown. And so it's yes. all about you know, reflection and honesty and yeah, doing the work. There's no limit. So guys, we challenge you to think of your fears, maybe make a list, um, maybe journal, maybe journal, maybe find a therapist, uh, and just start small, you know, we'll keep it really simple for you guys and just trust that you've already leveled up before you can do it again. We're holding some faith for you. So, so, Find the time coming up. Come and unwind to the mind. mind. To connect with us, share ideas, comments, or questions, find us on Instagram at the Mind Grind Podcast.